It's not about the cards that you're dealt. We can't control the cards we're dealt, but what we can control is how we play our hand. And I believe through intentional actions that align to the pillars of your attitude, connection, empowerment, and strength, you can be an ace in business and life. What's holding you back from living your best life by design, not default? In this episode of The Creator Community, we meet certified executive coach and now author, John Thompson III, who shares his roadmap for being an ace in business and in life. We all have to play the hand we're dealt, but how we view those cards plays a significant role in the results we can deliver. This is just one of the key lessons of today's episode and one of the most important things we can do to thrive each day. Check out the show. Welcome to the Creator Community. This is a podcast for book publisher, New Degree Presser, NDP, powered by Manuscripts, Inc. I'm your host, John Saunders. This show is designed to celebrate, elevate, and showcase many of the incredible authors that have published their books with NDP. In this show, we learn about their authors, their journeys, and their books. This year, NDP will cross over 1,700 published authors on six continents and earned a spot on the Inc. 5000 list for the second year in a row. This is the fastest growing privately held companies in America. If you've ever thought of writing a book but weren't sure where to start or how to finish, visit manuscripts.com to learn more. This is episode three of season six, and today I have with me John Thompson III. He is the author of Stack Your Deck, How to Be an Ace in Business and Life, which is due out this January 2023, wherever you buy books online. John has more than 20 years of sales leadership experience in corporate America and is a certified executive coach with a BS in electrical engineering from University of Pittsburgh and an MBA from Penn State University. With a vision of bringing hope to millions, John is the founder of Team Aces, a coaching and consulting company that helps individuals and teams elevate to the top of their game. John, great to see you. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, John. Great to be with you today. Thank you. No, pleasure is all mine. Well, you've had quite a career journey, a lot of it with one company, but let's start there a little bit before we get into your book. You know, what's that career journey been like for you and how did it lead you to this moment? Yeah, sure, John. Thanks. So as I think back, you know, 20 plus years in in corporate America, and I've, you know, had experience across multiple businesses, multiple industries, starting in transportation, and then infrastructure, and then building automation, fire and security, and then most recently healthcare. And it's been a great journey. It's been a great ride. It was, it's one of uh, naturally many highs in, in, in that time. And then Many, many challenging times as well. I've had experience across operations, sales, and sales leadership. And so as I think about that experience, and then most recently I talk about, or you, you mentioned that I have got certified as an executive career and life coach and then started my coaching company, Team Aces. I've uh, you know really always enjoyed talking with individuals, working with individuals, inspiring individuals, connecting with individuals. And so this book process and just this whole idea of bringing hope to millions through this book has just been something I've been tremendously excited about. So, you know, when I think about those highs and lows in, in business and life, it reminds me of a, a quote from Winston Churchill. And he says, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. And so that's really what this book is all about. How do we take those challenging times take that adversity and continue on and and make the most of the challenging times and be something that, and what I call is be an ace in business and life. What a powerful message and one I think we can all learn from. You know, you mentioned the author program, John, how did you discover the program? How did you, how did you fit it into your life? 
Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when I think about the program, you know, I've always had this vision of writing a book and, you know, Nelson Mandela says vision without action is just a dream. And so, you know, I had the vision of writing the book, but I needed the action to follow to actually bring that dream to fruition. And, you know, I always believe that success leaves clues. And so, a good friend of mine, Jen Dalton, is a fellow author and part of this this program. And so, in my in my corporate work, one of the roles that I I have is I lead the African American Forum for our employee resource group. And so, we put a program in place where we coach individuals within our business. And one of the books that we reference as part of the program in partnership with Jen Dalton is her book. It's called Listen how to overcome difficult conversation that life throws your way. And so as we were working through the book with Jen, I simply asked the question, you know, how, how, how do you bring this type of a book? How did you, what was your author journey like? And how did you bring this to fruition? And look, success leaves clues. And the clues Jen left is you need to part, be a part of this program, this book creator program. And so that was the, that was one of those moments where, you know, your heart starts beating fast. You may get a little sweaty palms and, that just let me know that this is the right program for me because it is, it definitely was something that was outside of my comfort zone, but with that becomes the growth. And so being a part of the program, I started in January of last year and here we are a year later and on the doorsteps of my book being published. So it's been, I'll say a, a whirlwind of an experience, but wouldn't trade it for the world. And I've just enjoyed every, every moment of, of, of the experience. Shout out to Jen Dalton, who, when I went through business school about seven or eight years ago, she was actually one of the executive coaches I had for the students at the time. So I actually have known her for a number of years through that. And then she and I wrote our books around the same time through this program as well. So that's uh, talk about a small world circumstance there. I love it. Uh, yeah, I highly, highly recommend Jen's book, the, uh, the book Listen. And then she also has another book called Intentional Entrepreneur. So it's a great book. And then to answer your question, how do you fit the the program into, into your life? It, it was like my life kind of formed around the program, I'll say. You know, the book did absolutely become a part of my life over this past year. I feel like I'm giving birth to the book here. It's been a year in the making. And I always had the question when I when I talk with authors is, how do you find the time to write? And I recognize that it's different for, for everyone. And, you know, what I've what I've realized as part of my my style of writing, I'm what they call a deadline writer. And so I tend to wait to the last minute to to get all my thoughts out. And so very early on, Professor Eric Hester, who's the leads this program, he pulled me aside and said, deadline writers tend not to do as well in this program. They can get caught left behind. And so he recommended I join the author boot camp program, which was also part of this program. So every Wednesday evening from 6 to 9 p.m., I was in the program writing alongside other authors. We were on Zoom. And just that's just what I needed. And the only the only stipulation with that program is if you miss one week, then you're kicked out of the boot camp. And so you had to honor that time and you know in seat writing for that those three hours. But what that did is it gave me a, a really good place to start my writing. And then I would then go and do some work on Friday evenings and then Saturday and Sunday mornings. And I just took blocks, chunks of time, a couple of hours and really dumped everything that I had and poured everything that I had into the book. I do okay. believe that it's important to make sure that you're aligned to your why. And once you kind of understand your why, then your how becomes that much easier. And so, you know, my my why is to help others reach their full potential. And so 
it, every time I sat down to write, I was thinking about that why as part of the other uh, process. So, so important. And I love this idea of accountability. And that's what those, we call them library hours. That's what it's about, right? I, I vividly remember not really sort of doing well in college until I started going to the library. And simple act of being around dozens of other people that are also studying kind of helped me to go longer and, and get through it. And, and that's really what this thing is built around is these library hours. You know, your cover, John, how do you feel about it? And what was that process like bringing that together? Yeah, I love the cover. And I can't wait for the big reveal. We're working on a video now and it's going to be released here in a couple of days. A big, as I mentioned on vision, vision without action is just a dream. And so you know, every time I would go into a bookstore, I would have the vision of seeing my book on a bookshelf. Every time I travel, I step into airport bookstores and just imagine what my book would look like on the on the bookshelves. And a lot of times when I would write, I would do the library hours. I would actually go to the library and just be a part of that just the books, I just felt like me being in that space helped with the creativity. And so it was a bit surreal sitting down with a cover designer, design my own cover. And, you know, we started with just some colors. What are the colors that stood out to me? And I'm originally from Pittsburgh. And so, you know, naturally colors that stood out to me were black and gold. So go, go Steelers. And, uh, and so those, those are those are two prominent col colors within my cover. And, you know, I was able to give some ideas to the cover designers. And then they really brought up a couple of covers that I felt really brought meaning to the book. I gave some recommendations on books that inspired me that I really like. I like modern covers. I like simple covers. I think Aces is a simple concept for folks to wrap their, their head around. And so I wanted that simplicity to stand out as part of the cover. And, uh, and then it was great to send out some proofs to my author community to get their feedback. And so it's great to hear that the cover is resonating with a couple of, you know, with a, with a number of individuals. And so really looking forward to releasing the cover here very soon. I kept, I think you used the word vision or visual a number of times throughout that story. And you have a pretty powerful exercise you go through each year with visualizing the year of vision boards. Can you share a little bit about that story? Yeah, sure. You know, we as a as a family, it's a it's a family affair where we sit down with with our with my daughters. I've got two daughters, a 12-year-old and a eight-year-old, soon to be nine-year-old. And and we sit down with friends and family as well. And we create vision, create our vision boards. And it's a powerful exercise and even more powerful than the actual act of putting the vision boards together is we then have each one of the kids present out their visions to all of us. And it's just this whole environment of, you know, iron sharpens iron. And so them hearing the visions of their, their friends. And then the power behind it is we've been doing it for a number of years and then hearing when some of the visions come to reality. So me, for instance, have had this idea and this vision of writing the book. And so then this year, obviously part of my vision and part of my story that I told to the group was how that vision did become a reality. And so it's it's really great to see. And the kids are, they're, they're all for it. They really enjoy putting these these vision boards together and then they're prominently displayed in their, in their room. And, and, and that's where the magic happens. That, what a great exercise to not only what you preach, but then teach it to the next generation and give them this brilliant exercise of presenting their thoughts, which of course, right, right presenting is a, a very useful skill. I remember my mom once told me, if you can if you can present in front of a group of people, you will go far in life. And I remember when she told me that, I was like, what are you talking about? And you know, I spent years on the road doing presentations and you know, seemed to go all right. You know, you you touched a little bit on on your mission and your why, but let's get into that a little bit more, John. Where do you think that came from in your life? Where did this this moment of 
of hope and sharing hope with others come from you think yeah you know my my uh, i did a vision board exercise in in 2018 and it was a you know a bit of a challenging period in in my in my life i was you know just had been passed over for a promotion and so i uh, you know really wanted to think through what is what's important to me where does happiness come from what is happiness what what creates that happiness for me and so i think dating back to early in life you know i was the only african american in my elementary school and so just recognizing that you know each one of us have have something special with inside of us and and being authentically ourselves and you know Oscar Wilde says it be yourself because everyone else is taken and so really understanding what does that mean who am i and and what do i want to bring about in life i i think that's really what i've i've aligned strongly to and then you know, and going to get coach certified of a Gallup strengths coach. And I, you know, have a top five of competition, futuristic input learner and achiever. And so the futuristic in me loves to kind of take a look around corners and paint the picture of this future vision. And I can do so with, with crystal clear clarity. And so, you know, I love this whole at environment of creating that vision and then bringing the vision to life. And so for me, when I did the vision board exercise in 2018, I, you know, worked through a purpose statement and my purpose is to help others walk in purpose, inspire to reach their full potential. And then on my vision board, and I see it here in my office and prominently displayed on my vision board is this idea of bringing hope to millions. And so I recognize that I get energy, I get lit up when I'm working with others, whether it's coaching individuals or working with organizations to help create high-performing teams. That's really what brings me energy every day. And so can't say enough about just this whole idea of creating a vision and then driving the actions behind that vision to make it a reality. Right. And so many times uh, we want to do things, as you said, Nelson Mandela, right? A, a vision without action is just a dream, right? And and that is not, not what you've done at all. What I really appreciate about that story is that it started from a pretty big setback in life, right? You got passed over for a promotion after being with the company for many, many years. And I'm sure that was a very disappointing and wake up call for you to say, gosh, what am I missing here? And instead of getting disappointed and maybe leaving the company or getting angry about it, which I've seen many people do over the years, what did you do? You hit the reset button and said, what am I missing here? What drives me? And how 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 do I leverage that to grow myself and, and my career? So fantastic. I love that story. So stack your deck, how to be an ace in business and life. John, let's start with a little bit about who who's this for? Who's your audience for this book? Yeah, if you, you know, I've been in corporate for 20 plus years. And as I recall, starting out in corporate, you know, you're fresh out of college and you're looking to make your mark in the world. And so you really don't know how to make that transition from college to corporate. You've got a lot of questions, but you know, you want to raise the bar every day. And so it's for those early career professionals that are looking to make their mark in the world. And then for those corporate executives as well, now that I'm, you know, in business for 20 plus years, you know, I had a setback, as I mentioned in 2018. And so really reevaluating my life and then thinking about how do I bring meaning to my work every day? How do I bring meaning to my life? And so I would say very simply stated, it's for the early career professionals that are looking to make their mark in the world. And then it's for those corporate executives that know that there's more out there for them in life, but they just don't know where to turn and how to really follow that passion and purpose to, to, to be their best every day. So I would say those, those, those individuals will strongly resonate with the book. Those at varying stages of their career, just really feeling a little bit stuck, you know, like you did. And I often hear authors say, 
you know, who's this book for? It was first written for me, right? And I hear that one a lot, which I find fascinating. And I think the same would be true in, in my book's case. So mm-hmm. John, stack your deck. What's this book about? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's about how to be an ace in business in life. It's uh, this, just this whole idea of, you know, I, I, I define it as the aces pillars of success. It's your attitude, connection, empowerment, and strength. And so I aligned each one of these aces to a playing card. So the a- attitude is the, the ace of spades card. And that is this whole idea of, how do you control your mindset and embracing this, uh, this attitude that life is 10% what happens and 90% how you react. And so we're responsible. We're in charge of, we're in control of our attitude connection. That's the ace of clubs. And this is all around this idea of who's in your club. And when I think about connection, I think about it in terms of how do you, your, your net worth can, your net actually leads to your net worth. And so it, when you think about your network, it's this whole idea of, uh, your connection to yourself, your connection to others, and then your connection to the world. And so that's really what I think about in terms of connection. And then when I think about empowerment, that's the, the ace of hearts and the ace of hearts is all around. How do you follow your heart? And, you know, when I think about following your heart, it's living a life of passion and purpose on the path to your true destiny. And then last but not least, it's the ace of diamonds and the ace of diamonds is this whole idea of strength and and recognizing that you know diamond is the hardest material that that we know of and it's not those challenging times but it's what we do in those challenging times that determines the height of our peak so that's what i think of when i think about the aces pillars of success and i believe through intentional actions aligned to those aces pillars of success you can be an ace in business and life love the years with the cards there have you ever played poker before Oh yes, I've played poker many times. And you know, it's funny as I as I think about how this book actually came about, it takes me back to my childhood. So my favorite place to be in life when I was growing up was at my grandparents' house. And my grandmother was quite the the card shark. And so, you know, my sister and I, you know, I was eight, my sister was five, six years old. And you know, grandma, we would go spend the weekend with grandma and she would always tell us, bring your dimes. And, you know, we would bring our dimes and at the end of the night, grandma had no problem going to bed with all of our dimes. Like she would win all of our dimes. And, you know, but really it taught me a couple of things. I think that it really lit up my competitive fire, which you heard me mention in my strengths. My competition is my my top strength. So, you know, it lit up my competitive fire, but also it really helped me understand the power of aces. And there was just such a feeling when you when you drew a handful, if you had a couple of aces, you knew that in that moment you had an advantage, and more more than likely you were going to win that hand because of the power of the aces. So those aces are still bringing meaning to my life. Uh, you know, thirty plus years after Grandma introduced me to them at an early age. Out out to Grandma, thank you for that. You know, one of the things that you really talk about a lot, you know, the A right attitude. And so many times, right, it seems like life, we are almost conditioned or trained to have this negative attitude. And maybe it's the media, maybe it's social media, all these things bring negativity in our life. And you talk about having this positive attitude. So John, how do I do that? What's your best advice for having a positive attitude? The thing about it is recognizing that 
there, we all have a negativity bias. And so I think recognizing, trying to catch yourself when those negative thoughts creep in. But, you know, one of the areas that I focus on in the attitude section of the book is just this whole idea of there's, there's an equation. It's E plus R equals O. And it comes to us from Jack Canfield. And it's your event plus your response equals the outcome. And typically what we see is that the event determines the outcome. And, you know, an example of that would be you're in traffic and then maybe someone cuts you off and you may have a few choice words for the individual. Maybe you throw up some hand signs and let them know how you feel. And, you know, really then what tends to happen is we may get steamed and, you know, that really brings about some frustration, some anger, and, and that's allowing the event to determine the outcome. But if we think about it, we have the ability to control our response in that situation. And so a better thing to do in that situation is to think about, you know what, maybe that individual is either late for a meeting, maybe they're on the way to the hospital to visit a loved one. I can remember when my oldest daughter, when my wife was in labor and I was taking my wife to the hospital, we actually got a speeding ticket on the way to the hospital. And so I'm sure I cut off a number of folks on the way to the hospital to make sure that my wife delivered in the hospital. So, you know, again, controlling the response would be thinking about and, you know, and just assuming noble intent and just thinking about how we can look differently at the situation. And a tool that I like is just this whole idea of uh, 10-10-10, thinking about will it matter in 10 minutes, 10 months, or 10 years? And in 10 minutes, it probably will. <laughs> you know, you, you probably may still be steamed. In 10 months, are you going to remember the individual that cut you off in traffic? Probably not. And in 10 years, I would say, I hope he, he still don't remember that, that, that moment. So that's a tool that, that, you know, that I talk through with readers as part of the, uh, the attitude section. You know, recentering ourselves around this, will it matter in the future idea is I, I really appreciate that because, yeah. right. We can get so caught up in that moment and go towards the negative and say, oh, that guy is an idiot. So connections, John, some people find it kind of, you said, you said your, your network is your net worth or can lead to your net worth. And so you have to have these connections and some people find it very awkward to kind of go out and network. Some people even think of it as sort of negative, negative, this whole networking idea. What tips sure. do you have for people about going out and making those connections? Yeah. What I, what I think about when I think about connection, again, it's, you know, connection with yourself first and foremost, connection, connection with others and connection with the world. And so when I think about connection with yourself, it's really grounding in yourself and what's important to you, what, you know, really getting grounded from a mind, body, and soul perspective. And then your connection with others, making sure that you're aligned to individuals that are helping keeping you focused, holding you accountable, challenging, and elevating you. And then your connection to others, this is just this whole, the connection to the world is just this whole idea of stepping outside of your comfort zone in order to grow. And so when I think about those that may be a bit reluctant to connect or to network, what I would just encourage folks to think about is, Think about the why behind your networking and then also think about service and what you can give to others. A lot of times when we network, if we just think about it in terms of what can I get out of a network in a situation, then you're putting yourself first. But if you look at it in terms of how can I help someone, how can I've served someone, how can I give to others, it takes more pressure off of you and it puts the focus on service and what you can do for others. And so that's really what I think about in terms of a network is how can you serve others and how can you make sure that you're again aligned to your why in terms of why you're networking in the first place. Focus on that why and look to serve others first besides yourself. And Many great things can happen behind that. You, you also talked about getting outside your comfort zone. You know, John, where where have you and your journey gotten outside of your comfort zone to help grow your connections? 
Yeah. Yeah. What I love a quote, it's from Steve Jobs. It's from his Stanford graduation speech. And he looks back on his life and he says, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. You just have to have the trust and faith that those dots will connect in the future. And so as I think about my experience, I, you know, whether it was stories that I told very early on when I was in college and president of the National Society of Black Engineers, the NSBE organization, and, you know, stepping outside of my comfort zone there in college, leading the organization. And we became the national chapter of the year during that time to, to most recently this book creator program. You know, I'm a corporate executive. What do I know about writing? What do I know about being an author and bringing a book to life? But I do every single night before bed, I tell my girls three things. I tell them life begins at the end of your comfort zone, whatever you are, be a good one and never give up. And front and center there is life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And so I recognize that on the other side of your comfort zone is where the growth happens. So I look to do something every single day that gets me uneasy because again, that's how you just stay in growth mode. Noah Kagan was a guest on Eric Custer's program a little while ago. And he said that he was one of the first employees at Facebook and helped launch Mint. And he said, Mm -hmm. let discomfort be your compass. Similar idea there. I really appreciate that you're sharing that with your daughters and uh, uh, what a powerful message to give to them. So, and it sounds like a way to really empower them. So what are some of your thoughts around empowering, helping people understand how to empower themselves? Yeah, empowerment, that's the uh, the ace of hearts. And first of all, just recognizing that empowerment is all about the power within. And so claiming that power that you have within. And so I talk to, to readers about a concept called Ikigai. And Ikigai comes to us from the island of Okinawa, Japan. And there was a study that was done on this island where they found that this island has the highest concentration of centurions. Those are individuals that have lived beyond 100 years of age. And what they found out is that those individuals, they followed their passion, their purpose every single day. And that's really what this whole concept of Ikigai is loosely translated into that which gets you up in the morning. And it's all around this combination of four areas. It's doing what you love, doing what you what the world needs, doing what you're good at, and then doing what you can be paid for. And so if you think about those four areas and Venn diagram and the overlap there in the center is the your, your icky guy. And so for me, when you when I'm when I finally align to my passion and purpose, which is helping others reach their full potential and then bring hope to millions, that's really where life then takes off. And so it doesn't feel like work. It gives you energy every single day. And who knows, maybe it will lead to leave living past the 100 years of age as well. So that, that could be a bonus. Living your passion and purpose has been the one key to helping people live the longest lives. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for sharing that story about Ikigai. So yeah. empowering, tying to this passion and purpose. And let's, let's last talk about strength. John, how do I build strength? And gosh, what, how do I even figure out what the heck my strengths are? <laughs> yeah, so look. I'm glad you asked. I would say first and foremost, come to a strengths coach. I, I can I can help with with that, John. But I really what I what I love doing is the the Gallup Strengths tool is an online assessment where you can identify your strengths, and then the key is what it gives you is your your top talents, and then what we say is talent times an investment um, into those those talents lead to your strengths. And so, as I mentioned, for me, my my strengths are, you know, competition, futuristic, achiever, input, and learner. And so every single day, when I'm aligned to my strengths, that's really where the empowerment comes. That's where the engagement comes and the energy comes. 
And, you know, so I say first and foremost, focus there because in those challenging times in life, when you fall back on your strengths, that's where you're going to be able to rise above the adversity and the challenge. So I truly believe that what we do in our valley determines the height of our peak. And the key is to align to your strengths. And then in the book, I also talk about this whole idea of transforming your environment. And I reference a, a great book from, from John Gordon. And uh, the book is called Coffee Bean. And it's, you know, in this challenging time, you know, if you think about a pot of boiling water being the challenging time, are you going to be a an egg? Are you going to be a carrot? Or are you going to be a coffee bean? If you think about it, what happens to an egg? An egg gets brittle and hard on the outside in that boiling water. A carrot gets mushy in that boiling water. And then what does a coffee bean do? Well, coffee bean transforms the environment. And so that's really what I look at is, you know, in those challenging times, how can you rise above the challenge and then transform the environment that you're a part of? So those are some of the keys that I that I talk about in the strengths pillar. Right. Instead of just being reactive to all these things that happen to us in our lives, like the carrot, like the egg, how do we take that proactive approach and make a meaningful impact as opposed to just being sort of swashed around in the waves, if you will, of the boiling water? Really That's appreciate it. that, that analogy there, that mindset. So, John, exactly. you've got a lot going on, a family, a demanding job. You're doing coaching. You wrote this book. How do you sort of stay balanced and figure all this stuff out? Yeah, well, it, I'll say it takes work. And, and, and I'll say that I've learned a lot over the years in terms of how to bring about balance. And so, you know, dating back to my early years in corporate, I experienced burnout right out of college. I was two years in business and had a corporate role, was in grad school in the evenings, and I was actually a full-time student in grad school. And then I was highly active in the community and I experienced burnout. I mean, I wasn't taking care of myself as best that I could. And what I what I'll say is, you know, and I write about it in the book, I had to take a six month leave of absence from work. I spent a couple of weeks in a in a in a psychiatric ward. And so it was a it was a challenging time. And you know, what I recognized is the importance of striking a balance. And what I talk about in this book is this whole concept that Gallup created it's around well-being at work, which is looking at balance across the industries of your career social, physical, financial, and community, and making sure that you've got balance across all five of those areas. And then that's where you're going to create the, you know, the, the, your, your best and highest self. And then what I recognized the challenge that I had in terms of just that balance was focusing on myself. And I call it the importance of putting your own oxygen mask on first. So recognizing that, you know, you've got to wake up each day with energy. And, you know, for me, that was, um, you know, I talk about, you know, it's it'll be five years of no alcohol for me. And so that's a part of me showing up each day with the right amount of energy. And then, you know, exercise, I walk five miles a day, been doing that for the past three years. And so in the evenings, the, the journaling, the gratitude journals, all of those are a part of just bringing about the balance that's so important for you to, again, be your best and brightest self each day. Evaluating the different aspects of your life, finding a way to capture all this in writing, because when we write something down, it just becomes so much more meaningful and can come to make it much more of a reality. And it forces us to really 
make it clear, right? When we sort of think something and then we actually have to put it on paper, it forces us to say, wait a minute, does this actually make any sense? And what a great exercise to go through and certainly appreciate this getting outdoors idea and walking a bit and clearing your mind. And I think it's a really powerful thing. Yeah, and then maybe even to take it a step further, John, when you're also then sharing that with others, and again, that's in the connections piece, that's then where the magic happens in terms of just iron sharpening iron and and holding you, you know, keeping you focused, holding you accountable and challenging, elevate you. So, you know, that's what's also important as you're, you know, as you're kind of working through what your vision is, I would say share it with others so that they can keep you on track and, uh, you know, on the path to your best and high self. And just like the book journey, right? Part of the journey is getting your content out to readers early on, like beta readers, as we call them, the people who read your book, not first alpha readers or you and the editing team, right? But beta readers, the people that read it next, who give you this yeah. feedback. And so you sounds like you do that in every aspect of your life. I'm sorry. So you've gone through so much change and transformation throughout your journey in so many different ways, shapes and forms. How, how did the book change you even further, would you say? And what, what have you learned about yourself throughout that journey? Yeah, I would say, you know, as I think about, you know, the writing this book, you know, the teacher obviously learns the most. I think you, you know, you called out this whole idea of write the book that you need to read. And, you know, it was, it was actually a transformational moment at the time when I was reading this book, reading my book, and then actually was really enjoying reading it as if I was a, a reader and not, not the author of the book. And so I know there are some gems, nuggets in here that folks are going to, are going to run away with. But I think what really the, the top thing that I think that I learned about myself is just this whole idea of a growth mindset. And, you know, when I think about a, a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, you know, growth mindset is someone that, you know, if I think it across maybe a couple of key areas, you know, skills, setbacks and talented individuals or peers that you see, I think about it in terms of skills, you know, a growth mindset looks at it as I may not know this yet. And there's a big yet there, but I can learn. And so how do I recognize what I don't know? And then how do I look to develop those skills? So the book creator program is a perfect example of how I was able to develop the skills of being a, a good writer. So, you know, that's what I think about it in terms of this whole idea of skills. And then when I think about it in terms of setbacks, you know, there are ups and downs throughout life. There are, you know, challenges, there are setbacks. I mean, there were setbacks in this book writing process. You know, I, you know, you, some of the individuals that you think are going to be interested in the book, they may not be interested in the book. And so there's a, there's a setback there, but, you know, recognizing that you can take those setbacks like vitamins and allow them to build you up. And, and then look for the lesson in those setbacks. I think that's really what's key to having a growth mindset. And then, you know, last but not least, this whole idea of talented peers. And, you know, for me, sometimes people get intimidated by talented peers because they look at, well, why is this person, you know, accelerating in their career and I may be stalled out? Or why is this person getting to live their dreams and I may be stuck in a nine to five, not, not, not thriving? And so what I tend to do is, again, thinking about this idea of success leaving clues. I was, uh, you know, I see Jen Dalton as a talented peer. I asked Jen, how did you write this book? What was your journey like? Jen put me onto this program and then I'm a part of the program. And so I look at it like that. So you got to, you know, just have this idea of the talented peers, you're going to learn from those individuals. So that's embracing a growth mindset. So I would say first and foremost, that was the the key for me throughout this process is just learning more about how to stay in that growth, that growth mindset space. Yeah, seeing every challenge and every setback as an opportunity to grow rather than, oh, I'm not good enough or this person's doing better than me, right? And one of my favorite questions, probably the most important question I ever learned to ask in my life is, 
you know, we inevitably get stuck in different circumstances and feel like, oh, how do I get ahead? How do I get this promotion? How do I build this or that? One of my favorite questions to ask is, and I think it's in here, what you're saying is, you know, I love to ask people like, what would you do here if you were me? And being a bit vulnerable and saying, all right, you know, I am recognizing, like, I think you could help me out here. And when you when we put ourselves out there, it's amazing how much people are willing to help. And it certainly feels like you've had that along the way in your journey. Which yeah, is it's awesome. all about vulnerability. If you can, if you can be vulnerable, the world opens up. Vulnerability is a superpower. You've just got to reach out and ask for help. And then now, and then after you ask for help, you've got to follow the breadcrumbs, so to speak, and, and take action. And do it, right? So what has been an unexpected positive for you in this journey? It's, it's been a transformational experience. I look at when you start programs like this, you you become someone different on the other side of the program. That transformation is real. And that's what I love about it. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a nice output of having a book, but it's this whole idea that you become a different person throughout the journey. And, you know, when I think about it, there's a couple of things that come to mind. You know, first and foremost, Charles Tremendous Jones, he says, you know, we'll be the same person today, if not in five years, if not the books we read and the people we meet. And so knowing that this program aligned me with a number of key individuals that I, I look at is, you know, that are going to be lifelong friends and it's through this program. And so exposing me to different books. I know Hannah Austin is her book, Hello, Head, Meet Heart. That's uh, Hannah's going to be on this, uh, this podcast this season as well. And so just meeting these individuals have been truly inspirational to me. And then a, a new friend that I've met through the program, Hannah Pryor, Hannah had two TED Talks this past year. And so I had the good fortune of being in the audience for those. So great TED Talk on just this whole idea of being awkward and how that's your superpower. And then most recently, she talked about this idea of good bragging in the in the, in the the new millennium. And so, you know, I really uh, appreciate the fact of being aligned to these individuals and they help shape me as well. And then, you know, I also think about it in terms of a personal connection that I've had with my family. I mean, they have been so supportive. My wife and my my two girls have been incredibly supportive through this process. I wouldn't be able to bring this book to life without their support. But I would say an unexpected positive is the fact that, you know, my wife has started writing and she's now working on a book. She's originally from Ethiopia and there's a conflict in the Tigray region where she is from and Ethiopia. And so she's writing a children's book about that environment. And so seeing that book come to life has been special. And then uh, most recently, my eight-year-old, soon to be nine, uh, she just won to author a contest in her school. And so she was pretty excited. And so, you know, we've had these kind of family writing nights. My oldest daughter, she's in a, a art program and her artwork was featured in an office building in downtown and they published her artwork as part of this building. So while I'm focused on becoming a published author, she, we just received her book in the mail and she's now a published artist. And so I think just this whole environment of being creative and I tell my girls be creative, not consumers. And so that's kind of what we've just really adopted this year as well. I mean, look at all the folks you've inspired across your life and family to go out and write more. And it sounds like even several new referrals to the program as well, just right. in your own household. <laughs> yes, yes, that is awesome. So John, stack your deck, how to be an ace in business and life. What's the key message you hope readers take away? It's not about the cards that you're dealt. We can't control the cards we're dealt, but what we can control is how we play our hand. And I believe through intentional actions that align to the pillars of your attitude, connection, empowerment, and strength, you can be an ace in business and life. 
that's the core message, this message of defining success and pursuing success on your own terms is fundamental. And then, you know, John, as part of the book, you know, it's included in the book, there's, you know, it's it's an inspiring book. There's interviews with other aces. There's tools that I included as well. At the end of each chapter, there are some questions to reflect on. And then I've included some free resources that go along with the book to help integrate some of the principles. And again, it's this whole idea of vision without action is just a dream. So the book is going to help you with your vision. And then there's tools in here that are going to help with your actions. And then ultimately you'll be able to bring that dream to life. And and then last but not least, I, I write poetry as well. And so as part of this book, there's some poems, some inspiring poems that I've included in. And one of the poems that I include at the end of the book, it's a call to action to readers. And it's this whole idea of being free. So the poem is called Free, and it's all throughout the years, I've been comfortable with silence. Don't ruffle any feathers and don't speak on the violence. We were always taught that someday we'll be brighter, but what if I'm the one who holds on to the lighter? It's time to spark the flame that leads to the action. Change will result and then comes attraction. That someday is now, that someone is we. Answer the call and set the world free. And so that's what this book is all about, pursuing freedom, pursuing success on your own terms, and ultimately becoming an ace in business and life. Finding your way, finding your journey, and finding your true happiness is what I'm hearing and not let other factors, external factors, determine that for you. And that's where you can find true happiness. So John, the book's out January, 2023, Ravio by Books Online. What's next for you? What are your goals for the book? Well, simply stated, bring hope to millions. That's the that's the goal for the book. And uh, you know, I would say what's what's next for me. I'm just truly enjoying the journey. Really looking forward to some launch events that we're in the planning stages for. So we'll do some virtual launch as well as in person launch in DC. And then I know that we've got a program as part of the book creators where we're going to be doing some book tours as well. So there'll be some dates lined up here in the near future where we'll be doing some city tours. So that's going to be exciting. And then as part of the process, I also, you know, I do the coaching work as well as individual coaching and group coaching. So I've got some workshops lined up there where I'll be working with some organization and some individuals from a coaching standpoint. And then you know, continuing to spread the good word. So I've got a number of appearances lined up here in the in the coming weeks from a media perspective. So truly excited to be a part of this process and and, and the journey is is has been a rewarding one thus far. Well, so happy for you, John, the way you've embraced this journey, the way you continue to embrace change and have this incredible growth mindset about you now hoping and working to inspire so many others to continue to do something very similar and find their their path to happiness. John, if people want to learn more about you and your book, where where might they go? Go teamaces.com. That's A-C-E-S. And that's my coaching site. And so there's more information there on coaching from an individual and then from an organization perspective. And then the book website for more information on the book, it's stackyourdeckbook.com. And then, you know, on social, my my tags, Instagram, Twitter, it's at go team aces. I did want to share one quick praise quote you got from the book early on from Robin Sharma, best-selling author of The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Robin shared an insightful journey on how to define and pursue success on your own terms and live your best life. How did it feel to get that quote from Robin? I mean, I still have chills when you just read that out loud. Uh, Robin is my absolutely favorite author. And 
I've got a hundred plus books in my Audible library today, but the very first book that I ever downloaded was The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. And in my introduction, I talk about how Robin's words have inspired me. And so being able to reach out and connect with Robin and send him some advanced reading of the book and then to hear his praise, again, it's just this whole power of vision and what Robin's message is all around this idea of the doorway to success opens inward, not outward. And so it truly aligns with where I am and I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for the works of Robin. So I appreciate Robin endorsing this book and just hope that it inspires millions just as Robin's work has done for me. 20 million books sold. He's got something going right out there. Well, John, great to see you. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your story with the creator community. Thank you, John. I enjoyed the conversation. So thank you. Appreciate that. John Thompson III's book, Stack Your Deck, How to Be an Ace in Business and Life will be available wherever you buy books online this January 2023. Don't forget to subscribe to the Creator Community channel on your favorite podcast platform. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a review. And if you're ready to write your book, visit manuscripts.com to learn how to turn your idea into a published book. I'm your host of the Creator Community, John Saunders. Keep creating.